Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to Market Scale Grow. I'm your host, Nzea, and this week I have an exciting interview with Jillian. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm super excited. For those of you who don't know Jillian, she's a former teacher turned full-time mom and teacherpreneur on a mission to help teachers create a profitable and sustainable income selling their teacher resources or services. Jillian is a business expert, Instagram-obsessed toddler mom, time-saving hacker, and taco lover, which we have that in common. And I have been working with Jillian for a while. I love your program, so I'm really excited. We'll probably talk a little bit about that. But before we get into it, can you just tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and yeah, your story? Yeah, so I have been kind of like a business teacherpreneur since 2012, I actually started my TPT store. And like just like everybody else, I just kind of put stuff up there and let it sit. Didn't really put too much thought into it. I didn't know that TPT could be a business, you know? Mm. I don't think really anybody really knew the impact that TPT could have back then. So it was kind of like just you know, cash. If you got a dollar, great, you know? <laughs> I think it was a wild, wild everything. west back then. Yeah, I think I put everything on in my store for a dollar or two. It wasn't even like I didn't make covers. It wasn't a big deal. And... It was just a word doc. <laughs> right, exactly. A word doc, like completely yes. editable, mm-hmm. no watermark, nothing. Exactly. So fast forward a few years later, you know, people started getting on Instagram. I actually had a teacher friend who worked in my school. And I don't know if you know to the square inch, Kate. Okay, but she yeah. yeah, so she worked in my building and she was very successful on Teachers Pay Teachers. So she's like, you need to like actually put effort into this. So I was like, okay. So she convinced me to start my teacher Instagram. I think that was like 2014, 15. And that was when like the teacher gram blew up. You know, lots of teachers were on there. Everybody was so supportive. It was this like really tight knit community of people. And I completely fell in love and I started actually taking my business seriously. And that's where my passion kind of grew from. And then people started asking me questions about like, how are you gaining success? And what are you doing on Instagram that's making your store successful and you successful and all of that? So yeah, that's kind of how like my business started. And then I started coaching people on Instagram. So that was really fun. And then my Instagram got hacked. So remember that. Oh, I just like found you at that time. I remember that. Oh. Yeah, so that was pretty devastating for me because, you know, it was my livelihood and my whole business was kind of centered around helping people drive traffic from Instagram to their teachers pay teacher stores and my Instagram was hacked and deleted. So I had to start from scratch, which, you know, it happens in business sometimes. You get curveballs thrown your way. Just like, you know, right now with the TPT algorithm and things like that where everything's so crazy, you don't know what's going to happen next, but you have to learn to pivot and roll with the punches and figure out what works. So thank goodness I had a really close community of people and teachers, you know, in my Thriving Teacher Academy course who were able to help me kind of get back to not where exactly where I was before, but, you know, with all the support and love 
that that community brought was pretty incredible. So yeah, I think that was a a really long winded version of. (laughs) No, it was great. And from the outside, I just want to say, like I said, I found you just before it got hacked. Okay. I think we connected through uh, THU, okay, University potentially. But anyway, so I found you just before, and I remember thinking, like, wow, all of these people are like putting these posts of my sweet friend Jillian got hacked, my friend Jillian, my like. There was so much outpour, and from the yeah. outside, I was like, this is somebody who like clearly cares about her people, has built these really strong relationships. I was like, I need more of these kind of connections in my life. And it was one of the things that made me be like, I'll go follow her new account because she doesn't know who I am. I don't know her yet. Mm -hmm. But like, I want to like, continue to be part of this kind of community. So from the outside, that was how I saw it. I remember so clearly. Yeah. So I was an in-teacher hustle university. I knew about it because Alyssa and I were pretty close and we had done a lot of collabs. You probably remember us doing some like video collabs and things like that but we were really close. We were really great with like collaborating with one another also. Mm. So (laughs) that makes sense. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So on that note, I know something that you talk a lot about is creating multiple streams of income. And what are some of the benefits and reasons why as a teacher business owner, you would want to have those multiple streams of incomes in your business? Well, in business, it's really important to not put all of your eggs in one basket, number one, because, you know, as we talked about before, things happen and times change, things shift, and it's important to just diversify your income. It also helps you build a stable financial future because you're not relying on just solely one source of income. So if you're still a teacher, you have your income from your classroom, but you may also have an income from, you know, selling your resources on Teachers Pay Teachers or having an Etsy store, or my big passion right now is teachers creating their own courses. So if you can do something where you can make an income that's going to help you with your future and you know retirement and all of that stuff, just having a sustainable income with ways you can make it outside of teaching or even just outside of one specific type of business is really going to help you make a greater impact on education and your community and teachers and students all around the world. That's the biggest thing for me. And you totally answered my next question of like, what are some of those ways that you can diversify your income? So like digital products, courses, are there any others that come to mind off like right? Yeah. So in terms of like digital resources you could create, obviously there's a ton of different resources you can create specifically just on Teachers Pay Teachers. And there are other marketplaces that are similar to Teachers Pay Teachers. Um, You know, a lot of teachers have found success with Boom Learning. Mm -hmm. There's another one that like a teacher marketplace. That's really great. I love Teachers Pay Teachers personally the best, but things have been crazy. And, you know, there has been a new acquisition by IXL recently. Mm -hmm. So we don't really know what direction that's going in. So being able to have just your digital resources kind of in different places, those are multiple streams just in and of itself with creating your digital resources. But yeah, you could also have a course, which I think is really great for diversifying your income. Because if you have a special skill as a teacher that you can share with the world and other teachers, it's really great to package that up and put it into a course. So some of the people that I've helped with creating courses, they've done courses on like classroom management or creating centers for their students, creating different things for differentiation for their students. There's so many different things that you can do, especially if you are passionate about it and you have something that's unique about the way you present it to your students and have found success. A course is a great 
way to get your information out there to more teachers who are struggling with those things. You could also create a membership of some sort where you package up different resources for, let's say you're a math teacher and you're really great at creating centers that are unique to your students. You could have a monthly membership where you give teachers all the centers that they need every single month. So there's a lot of different things. Those memberships are really popular right now. They are. And they're really successful because it helps teachers kind of just have everything packaged up because we're so limited on time, right? And if you could have something kind of given to you where you don't have to think about it and it's relevant, high quality, great resources that you can use in your classroom, I think that's really, really helpful. I've also seen a lot of teachers recently coming out with eBooks, which is you know something that you don't really think about. And one of my personal favorites that isn't talked about enough, I don't think, is affiliate marketing. So that's another thing that you can do to kind of get more income and diversify as well. So I've never talked about affiliate marketing at all on this podcast. So can you just talk to us about like what it is, how you can do it, and some of the benefits specifically of affiliate marketing? Because I think that that's something that's actually really accessible to all teacher business owners, no matter what level of your business you're at. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what is it and how do you get it? So basically affiliate marketing is you're not promoting your own particular resource. You're promoting kind of other people's or other brands and getting a commission off of that. So one of the easy ways that I use affiliate marketing is I have an affiliate link for using Canva, which I think almost every teacher uses Canva now, right? So I have an affiliate link for you to get like, I think it's a free 30-day pro membership. And then from there, if you decide to go in with the pro membership and you've used my link, I get a commission off of that. Mm-hmm. Another one that I use particularly often is Kajabi, which is my course platform. So and, and I think it's the same thing. It's free 30-day trial. And then if they decide to go in on the yearly membership or monthly membership, then you get commission off of that. Um, and there are so many brands out there that offer affiliate marketing. I know Screencast-O-Matic, which is an editing software that I use, has affiliate marketing. But you can probably go in and just search the website for any brand and see if they have an affiliate program and you can find those. It's such great marketing for that. Like it's such easy marketing for the company of like, if I genuinely love this program that I'm using and I'm talking about it naturally, Mm -hmm. then it's so much easier than them spending money. And they still do like, let's be honest, Jobby is still spending (laughs) hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing, but saves them money by being able to like, get a referral from someone who's loving using the the platform already. So yeah. So if there's something that you use in your regular business or your life and you can talk about it, that's a way to use affiliate marketing effectively. And it's a really easy way to kind of just use affiliate marketing. I know a lot of teachers also do like the like to know it, which is I think a clothing kind of affiliate marketing where you try on clothes or wear clothes and then you link to this like to know it on Instagram. And then you get a commission if people purchase the clothing from your links. So that's one that's really popular. I'm not a fashionista, so I don't do a lot of clothing stuff. (laughs) But there are a lot of teachers who find success with like their daily outfits. You know, they do like OOTDs, outfit of the days, and they, you know, make commission off of just sharing what they're wearing every day. So that one's really fun. 
or like Amazon has affiliate programs where you can go to an Amazon storefront and purchase things that maybe you just use in your classroom. One of my favorites is if you have a course that you've taken before and you loved the course, talk to the person who created the course because I'm sure that they have an affiliate program as well. And then if you had success in the course platform or the, you know, the coach, whatever it is that you've mm-hmm. used, and you can talk about that naturally because you loved it, then you can make commission off of that as well. So I just used somebody's affiliate link to sign up for a program that I would oh, like yeah. know existed or whatever. And she's <laughs> like, she was telling me about it. I was like, oh, I need this. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. she's like, oh, well, I have an affiliate link. Here you go. Right. So right. I used to personally have this, I don't even know, like feeling against using an affiliate link mm-hmm. or Amazon storefronts. I would find something I like and then I would go away from their link and like try and find it on my own or whatever. Yeah. Right. And then I made the realization of whether I buy it from the storefront link, like the affiliate, or I just buy it from Amazon or whatever. Amazon is still making the same money. Yep. And, if and you're you buy- doing something good for that person. Exactly. Yeah. So if you if you use that link, and nothing changes for Amazon, something changes for that small, typically smaller creator, business owner, solopreneur, mom, whatever, whoever right. it is that's putting that link out there you're changing their life. And so that kind of changed my opinion about it when I really had that realization of this has nothing to do with the big major corporation. It has no, to Or you, that. it doesn't change what you pay yeah. for it. It doesn't change your experience at all. It just helps out that person who's sharing what they love. And sometimes it does change what you're paying, like not on Amazon, but sometimes like Kajabi, I'm mm-hmm. sure that there's free trials without someone's affiliate link, but like the affiliate link does give you that discount. And I used Upsado. Right. And my affiliate link, I think it gives the person like 10% off or 15% off their first month or if they buy the whole year, like there's a discount. So my affiliate link actually does give you a benefit that if you just went to Dubsado to sign up, you wouldn't necessarily get. Yeah. And sometimes the commission's pretty significant. Like I remember doing Flowdesk and this doesn't sound significant, but I'm using this as an example because they had this thing where you could try it out and get like put into their grandfathered pricing. So I think it was maybe... I'm going to say this wrong, but let's just pretend like it was $25 for the year. So you could get grandfathered into that price. And then every time someone used your link, you made $19 on it. So I remember getting all of these like referrals <laughs> and getting $19 every time. And I'm like, I didn't even do anything. I just put it like in my Facebook group one time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it can be a significant amount of money. And I know like Hijabi, I think, is a couple hundred dollars if someone decides to go with your plan. So you can make a pretty good chunk of change kind of passively. Sometimes it's not so passively because you do have to talk about it. But Mm -hmm. even if you keep like linking your bio for something and someone happens to go into the link in your bio and you have a link there where someone can save some money and use your link, it's a win-win. So Mm -hmm. that's why I really like affiliate marketing. The other one that I found more and more is if you're presenting in a conference or a summit, then Mm -hmm. often there's a VIP upgrade. and. The really great thing about those is that there's a hype event coming, right? There's the summit. And so Mm -hmm. you can do kind of like a mini launch within your own community for that person's event. And you will often get, I've seen it anywhere from like 20 to 75% of that VIP upgrade. It's a really great way to practice launching because there's less pressure. It's not your own event. Mm -hmm. 
often they'll send you graphics and email copy and social media copy. So you're not having to create all these things. You're really just using someone else's. And so you can use these somebody else's program. And sometimes it's easier to talk about somebody else's program, right? I feel like I had taken a lot of time to get over this, but when you talk about your own stuff, you kind of feel like you're cocky, right? Yeah. You get that feeling of like ickiness almost, which you shouldn't because if you believe in your stuff, you shouldn't feel that way. But I feel like if you're talking about somebody else's stuff and you love it, it's so much easier to talk about someone else's service or program or, you know, just getting information out there about someone else other than just like talking about yourself kind of thing. I love that. I really (laughs) love that because that's so true. My thought was like, almost wanting to journal prompt when you are launching your own thing or it is, and you feel that in you, I'm like, how would someone else talk about this? Or how would someone else promote this for me? How can I kind of embody their confidence for my own thing? Because it's true. You do have this level of confidence in someone else's thing that you love that you might not have in your own program. Yeah. And you might truly love your program and believe in it wholeheartedly, but I don't know why, but I feel like maybe it was instilled in me growing up, but I feel like anytime you talked about yourself, you can't say you're beautiful. You can't say you are really good at this because mm. people perceive you as being cocky or what's another word for cocky? I feel like that's not, I don't, I don't I know. I know exactly what you're saying. And I feel like it's even the, that kind of pressure is even more on women. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like you can't talk about yourself. Mm-hmm. Modest and like humble and, oh, I didn't know that. Right. Like, yeah. Kind of like play dumb sometimes of like, I can't be my fullest self and my truest, like shine my brightest because mm-hmm. I don't want others to feel like, oh, I'm not as good. But like, please people shine your brightest. Yeah, absolutely. And I always envy all those people who are so confident and can get out there and just talk about themselves all the time and say like, you know, I'm a bad boss. <laughs> but it's like hard sometimes to do that for yourself. But yeah, I'm getting over that slowly. Obviously, as you get older, you get over those kind of feelings where you you don't want to be judged or you don't care about people judging you kind of thing. But yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) I feel like my kids have really helped me with that. So as you know, Mm -hmm. because we're on video, I just got my hair cut. I came home. My kids are like, mom, it's terrible. Like they're two and three, right? And I was like, no, I love this haircut. I think I look great. (laughs) You guys stop it. And I mean- Two and three-year-olds have no idea of anything, right? right? They just say things. And I cut like probably six to 12 inches off, like somewhere. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. But I cut a good chunk of hair off, right? So in their world, it's like, well, mom has long hair. This isn't the same person, right? Like it's just, it's not so much that they don't like it. It's more like it's so different. Mm-hmm. But like the kids do that kind of stuff. And I just like, no, I am loving <laughs> myself no matter what you say. So those are, if this is not a reason to have kids, but if you have kids, they can be really great confidence boosters. They definitely <laughs> The ability can. to stand up in your own self. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So my thought from there was I was like perfect leading into what are some ways that you can market your own teaching resources and services Maybe from that perspective, like you're not super comfortable doing it yet, but then also once you gain more confidence in yourself. Yeah. So I think one of the great things that I love about Teachers Pay Teachers is that if you have really good knowledge of search engine optimization and you have really good covers and thumbnails and all of that previews, 
you can kind of get away with for a while just having your stuff on Teachers Pay Teachers because it's its own online marketplace and it's a search engine. So teachers are going to Teachers Pay Teachers and they're searching for solutions to their problems, right? So Mm -hmm. if you can provide them with those solutions just on that marketplace, there's not a whole lot of extra marketing at first that you would necessarily need to do. Obviously, marketing and doing all those things are going to help you make more money. But the fact that Teachers Pay Teachers is its own online marketplace, being able to learn more about search engine optimization and all of that can really make that work kind of in the background. Yeah. But using social media platforms, my favorite obviously is Instagram. I'm loving TikTok as well because I think short form video content is a great way to get your face out there and get your resources out there. And TikTok is kind of like the where you get all of the cold leads because more people are being exposed to your content on TikTok because it pushes it out to people who have kind of never seen your content before. Yeah. And then Instagram for me is like that nurturing platform where you have your community of people and they've seen your content before. So you can kind of nurture them and help them grow even more or give them the information that they need based on them following you and wanting to see your content. So those are like my two favorites. I know that teachers do really well with Pinterest. I, for some reason, just (laughs) don't, (laughs) I cannot wrap my head around Pinterest, but I do have like a guru in my course. I don't know if you know Emily Vales, but she's in my course and she is like the Pinterest guru for our course. She has like a little workshop in there on how to use it properly and all of that. And I've you know, dabbled in it, but it's just not something, I guess, because I need that like immediate gratification kind of thing. Fair enough. Yeah. Pinterest is not a short game. Pinterest is a long game. Emily's actually done an interview on Market Scale Grow before. So we'll link to her episode in the show notes. So if anyone's interested in hearing, uh, we did like, it was actually a really cool episode. We compared Facebook ads and promoting Mm -hmm. through Facebook and Instagram versus Pinterest and promoting pins. So because she's has a bit of insight on both of them. So we did a little bit of a a comparison game. So yeah, we'll link that in the show notes. Oh, that's so fun. I love that. I didn't listen to that episode yet. So I'm gonna have to go check that Mm -hmm. out. So learn more about that too. Building an email list, I think is really important and marketing through your email list because these are people that you're nurturing and that you know want to be there for you and have stuff for them particularly. So if you can have like target them in different segments and all of that based on what they want from you, then that's really helpful. Another way is collaborating with other educators and influencers, because if you can market yourself to their audiences and vice versa, it's a win-win. You know, I'm all about collaboration. It's not a competition. There's enough people in this world for everyone to win Mm -hmm. and to get resources from all different types of people and different types of content. So collaboration is really beneficial. And of course, Facebook marketing, which is your specialty, (laughs) which is really helpful as well. So those are kind of like the main ways that I feel is helpful for promoting yourself and your services. I love how you started with just using TPT as your base, because Mm -hmm. I've talked about this in a couple of episodes over the last year, probably more than a couple, but to not like overload yourself to do all of these things at once. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice how much TPT has built in with the name recognition, the search mm-hmm. engine in the platform itself, so that you can learn those those foundational pieces, the SEO and 
the like writing proper titles and how to actually make a product and the covers mm-hmm. and all of those different pieces that go into it. And then once you feel like you have that, you can start to branch out and you don't need all of the things because TPT yeah. has a lot of it to start with for you. Mm-hmm. And then as you get more comfortable, all of those different pieces have the different places in your business. Like you said, Instagram is more for nurturing and building a community. TikTok is more for cold leads. And I've heard that a lot recently that mm-hmm. you're not converting a lot of people on TikTok. You're right. just meeting you can, people. Yeah. Are, yeah. If people like, if there are these impulse buyers and they see your content and want to get, <laughs> get yeah. in on it right away, then that's great for that. But like, mm-hmm. I think we talked about this on kind of the episode that we did together where we yeah. talked about an omnipresence, right? Yes. And I think it's great that you can repurpose content in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Having stuff on your Instagram that can actually be repurposed for TikTok and vice versa. And, you know, and Pinterest has a lot of video stuff too where their idea with yeah. the idea pins that they have. So you can repurpose content from Instagram or TikTok to Pinterest. And you said it so well when you talked about an omnipresence and kind of being everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you can do it without feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. Which I think is really important because all the different social media platforms can get very overwhelming if you are trying to do everything and be everywhere and talk to everyone. Yeah. I'm like feeling overwhelmed <laughs> a little bit just by it. But yeah, I think that it's really important to to remember like what the end goal is. And even if that end goal like changes a hundred thousand times, but like what are you working towards? Because all of these little baby steps that you take are getting you closer to that goal. I think that it makes it a little bit easier when you remember what your purpose is and remember what your like your bigger goal is. Yeah. And remembering that you don't have to do everything. Yeah. Right. You can start with TPT, get your stability there, and then move on to different things that you like. Mm-hmm. Not everybody likes being on camera. So that Instagram, TikTok, those types of things may not be your cup of tea. I do have a bunch of different videos on my Instagram that show you how you can kind of create video without showing your face. So if you do want to still create short form video content, but you don't necessarily want to be the face behind your brand, you can do that as well. And then I think that's one of the great things about Facebook marketing that you do as well, because you don't necessarily have to be showing up on camera all the time. You can Mm. kind of like let it sit and let it do its magic Work the way you do. And <laughs> it works in the background. Mm-hmm. So. so just as we're wrapping up, what would you say is like one or two tips for really creating that profitable and sustainable business as a side hustle? Like if you're still in the classroom. Yeah. So I think identifying your specific unique strengths and areas of expertise is the most important kind of first step for you. And then being kind of strategic in how you're going to show up. So you want to like stay up to date on like trends and best practices in your field and all of that. But you do want to continuously assess and adjust your strategies as needed. So that strategy and being intentional is really important when it comes to kind of like starting out and figuring out what you want to do. So figure out your own unique strengths, be strategic and intentional, and you'll be good to go. And don't be afraid to ask for help. I think that's important too. Like, you know, I I needed help with Facebook marketing. So I reached out to you because it was so above my head. And I think asking for help and knowing that you're not going to be good at everything is okay. 
And there are people out there that are good that can help you with the things that you're lacking in. That's yes. That's something that I'm like really leaning into and learning this year. So yeah, appreciate that. Mm -hmm. If you are looking for easier ways to repurpose resources from scratch, Jillian has a freebie. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So I have a free training on how to create a specific type of resource for your Teachers Pay Teachers store where I walk you through how to create a high quality resource from scratch. So I take you through how to create it in PowerPoint. And then I also, it's multi-purpose. So you start off with like a PDF that you can sell, but then it converts into a self-checking activity as well, which I think is amazing because teachers like to do different things in their classroom. Some teachers really like printables. Some teachers love the fact that they can use self-checking activities. So it encompasses kind of showing how to do all of that in one training and how to create high quality resources that are in demand. So this is the training we were promoting together. Like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I love seeing the the behind the scenes of it when I got to work on your business. So thank you. (laughs) So I highly recommend if you're looking for an easy to use like template and to get you started or to spice things up a little bit to see how you can use the digital and the printable and all of it together. Highly recommend this training. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Do you want to let everyone know where they can find you? Of course. So you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at the Jillian Fernandez. You can also, if you're interested in joining a community of teachers who are all on a mission to building their business and their brand, I have a Facebook group and it is Facebook dot com slash thriving teacher tips and yeah so those are the places and if you want to check out my podcast you can do that as well it's thriving teacher talk (laughs) yeah we'll link the episode that i did up in the show notes as well for you so thank you so much for being on the podcast jillian thank you so much for having me this was awesome i appreciate you yay thank you for listening to this episode of market scale grow I'm so thankful that you've taken some time out of your busy schedule to make me part of your journey. If you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and then head to your favorite podcast app to subscribe so that you won't miss next week's episode or any of the upcoming ones. And if you loved it, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find this podcast and we can impact teachers and teacher business owners around the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears next week with another Saturday strategy session.